Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast on Prince. My name is Michael Dean, and you are listening to Podcast Juice. Today, we are going to be giving our thoughts on Celebration 2019 and just sort of our rundown and some of our takeaways from that. But to help me do that today, I've got a few special guests. Joining us first is Darling Nisi. How are you doing? Doing okay, recovering from this cold from Celebration, but almost through it. All right. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. And of course, shout out to the Muse to the Pharaoh crew and everybody over there as well. And also joining us, another special guest, Mr. Christopher Horton. What am I saying? Horton? What? Horton hears a who? I don't know. My, my mind just went crazy. I'm sorry. Funkatopia <laughs> in the building, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, just... Uh, I realized how much rest I got when I was over in uh, Minneapolis. Actually, I had a lot of rest out there. Uh, mm. came, Lucky you. Came back, to, came back to work and it's just craziness. But uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you know, the thing is, I don't get to sleep in when I'm at home. So I got to sleep in over there. So that was a big difference to me. Uh, that, I mean, my, my nights were going, every single night there, I was getting in the hotel at like 3 o'clock in the morning and then having to get up. You know, just I, I, there was no sleeping in the whole time. Gotcha, I mean, it gotcha. was just documentation central. It was crazy. All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, we all went to celebration. I believe we all were on. We've got representation of both tracks. And then, of course, we have some VIP uh, stuff as well. So just let's just get started. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Kanisa first. Uh, unless I'm start with let's let's come on a positive route and instead of really just trying to go day for day per se, just kind of give me some of your great takeaways uh, from this year. Um, so I always like the Funk Soldiers performances because, as much as I love the '80s, I I'm kind of a '90s and later Prince person, so I appreciate how much they covered his entire discography during their show. And also how um, they really dug deep, like Shades of Umber. I never thought I would hear that live. That was really amazing. Um, so I enjoyed their performance. And then I also, of course, enjoyed Jesse Johnson and how cathartic that experience was for him and how he spoke about um, his time with Prince and why he said what he did and stood behind what he said. But also um, we got some context about why uh, he said that the way he did and just to see his journey through the day as he opened up and then his performance because um, I was tracked too so we closed out the day um, with his performance and it was just like he just looked so free at the end of it and it was really cool to witness um, with the VIP stuff oh I loved the stop in Studio A to hear the breakdown of Rock and Roll Love Affair and um, the isolated vocals and music from that. Because we, we'd heard the um, some of the other songs in the other studio's control room. Oh, and also being able to go into the control room for Studio A, which was also cool. So um, I think those were about my highlights. Oh, and Bob Cavallo as well. Mm -hmm. his His panel was good. Because uh, he spoke about how hard it was to get Purple Rain done and how much support they didn't get, especially the tidbit about Richard Pryor's studio producing it um, initially until that fell through. But I didn't know that before, so that was that was really good information. All right, uh, Mr. Funkatopia, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree that um, Funk Shoulders really brought it. Um, <clears throat> 
I felt like um, I, I really think that there's a great uh, appreciation of from the audience because these are the hardcore Prince fans that are coming to this show. So I, I really appreciate it when you have an act like Funk Soldiers come in and really kind of dig deep into the library. That I mean, to me, that makes the most sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I too appreciated the fact that they did Shades of Umber, um, and also that they uh, brought out that brought out that dance troupe as well. That was that was really kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that I mean, I thought that you know to kind of continue. Uh, that was the um, Albert Dance Studio. I made notes on that. Um, so I think that as long as they can continue taking uh, taking advantage and and really kind of utilizing some of the things that uh, you know Prince was doing as far as um, his charitable and, and just the outreach that he he did. I, I think I think that kind of stuff goes a long way, and especially to to us, you know, to the fans and the audiences. And but yeah, I would have to agree that the uh, the biggest thing for me, if we're talking specifically about the celebration. Uh, and not any of the external stuff. I would say that, yeah, the Funk Soldiers were definitely a highlight. Um, I did also kind of, I mean, I, I appreciate a lot of the, the, the deeper panels. You know, a lot of the panels that you don't think are really going to uh, bring a lot of things, like some of the pictures that we saw from Jeff Katz. Um, and I, I think that some of those things that really you, you get blindsided by, you think, oh, this this is probably going to be boring, and then you end up learning a bunch about Prince, and uh, it's so it's refreshing to kind of not have to be mired down with the same old stories re- repeatedly. So yeah, I, I think I think they did a pretty good job in that regard. All right, yeah, I would co-sign a lot. Uh, the big first standout for me was uh, at the very beginning watching the Times performance from uh first avenue i think it was like in october of 83 uh seeing that performance on video uh to me was a headbuster. i listened to that show many a times i think we actually did a review of that on one of the podcasts a few years ago so that was like a super surprise to me i was like what what is this about to come on and he's like oh yeah ah. so i love that and i love seeing that they let it play you know even through some of the moments when uh morris was talking about Prince, you know, the thing about it to me was just like, first of all, seeing all of them and they're so young and, you know, that this is before Purple Rain, this is, you know, before it sort of goes super mainstream and just like how good they are and like, even like Morris to me, he was just so funny and I was like, man, this is the Morris I was first introduced to by watching Purple Rain to see him in, but that was like his real thing. Like, I just thought he was such a, how do I say this comedic timing and just his personality was just like, uh, it was just so out there. I, I thought it was beautiful. So I love that they pulled way deep for that. Cause one of the things I, I'm sometimes I feel like they, they get a little, they show a lot of the um, later stuff. Obviously because the quality is probably a lot better of the footage, but I like that they just went almost like I said, Hey, then they went raw. I was like, okay, I like that. So that was great. Jesse, man, salute. I, the whole thing Jesse was phenomenal to me I was already a fan anyway so to actually see him get some shine and then the way he went about talking uh, on his panel I, for us and when I saw it I can't think of the young lady who was up there um, some of you may know her name 
Andrea Swinson. Andrea. Yeah, she asked one question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for the next, I don't know if it was an hour or whatever, my man was just stream of consciousness. She didn't say a word. He just, Jesse was on Jesse. I was like, he up here giving uh, testimony. I was like, I, I love it. So he was going deep. And it was just an honest, you know, sincere type of thing. And I love that he addressed, to me, I felt he addressed everything in his way. And it was a way that you would really be talking to somebody and, there was some uncomfortable uh, things to bring up. And I just thought he went into it, man. I felt everything he was saying. His performance, I thought was excellent. That he had a full band and he was doing some of those songs I've never heard live before. That I've always listened to on the record. Shout out to the song Addiction. That was like my favorite Jesse song. I could not believe that he was performing. Yep. And I'm in Pasty Park. Oh, listening yeah. To, yeah, it was just, it was incredible. Um, so that was, it was great. Uh, the other big standout, Bob Cavallo. Uh, excellent. Uh, they could have had him extend that a little bit. I thought there were just so many great stories that he told and things that seemed like he could go into. It just didn't have time, but I thought he was excellent. It was just a way that he was telling the story to me that I found partly very funny and very informational too. Like it was, you know, it's like you just listen to a, a older cat just sit down and just spit a lot of. Yeah, let me tell you about one. I, I thought it was great. And the stuff he was talking about with the Teamsters, you know, and, and, and all that, you know, the unions and stuff and where, where the money was at and the trucks and people flattening tires. Stuff was, was hilarious to me. Um, the other takeaway that I positive thing for me was uh, what Kanisa brought up. When we got to go into the actual studio, Studio A and B, and sit down and listen to the tracks um, one was the breakdown, you know, then they isolated that to Prince's harmonies and you just got to hear that. I, I was like, okay, more, 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 more. I, I thought that was great. Uh, and then the other time we got to listen to rock and roll love affair. And then just to hear, you know, the progression of how he was creating the track, well, here's the drum track and he's playing just the drums and you add this part in all of that stuff was golden to me. Uh, to me, to be able to sit in the actual studios, whether it's in the control room or out in the bigger room, and know that this is where all of it's being created, you know what I'm saying? To me, that was just a big thing. Like I was like, man, this is where he was doing this work. This is the creativity area, and just sitting in there and listening to the music as I would imagine he would hear it, you know, through those big speakers and whatnot. I, I thought that was really good, and there, I want to shout out... Um, Jason Miller it was the engineer that was in the room where we were in there and he was explaining stuff. Uh, that dude was very informative uh, about the things that he was doing when he was there. I think he talked about like when he got his job there and you know how he would be on call. I just thought it was really cool. One, he was a very young, young man. And I was just like, man, I could see he was very excited of that opportunity that he got to be employed there. And I just really felt that when he was talking to us and he really opened it up. Um, for us to ask him questions, which I thought was great because they were kind of, he was like, like, I know y'all already know all this, the standard stuff. So just, you know, let's go deeper. You can ask me what you want and walk around and, and look at things. And there was a couple of musician cats in my tour group. So I could, I was listening to them, you know, I could tell like they were just geeking out, you know, and they were asking about very specific, you know, preamps and this and that and the third uh, and I thought that was really cool because, again, I think it was an opportunity for people who may not know as much about that thing to learn 
and for some people who are, you know, could see Prince as a form of inspiration, that they was like, oh, this is how he did it, or wow, okay, that's how, oh, he had that, okay, you know, so it's able to sort of, um, sometimes people just need to see, like, it's not some fantasy thing, like, yo, no, he was doing it this way, this is how we, this is what we used, and this is, da -da -da -da. so you could be like, oh, you know what, oh, I'll go ahead. I'm on the right track, you know, uh, okay, I'm learning something, so I, I, I thought that was excellent, I actually think that there could be an opportunity for more of that kind of stuff. Because I was like, man, can you get some more audio? Can you throw the reel to reel on there? Can you? <laughs> but but that was fantastic. Lastly, uh, the thing, other thing that I, I really liked was um, just being in that building. For me, uh, going in there, it's, it's, it's an inspiration to see what is possible. Uh, this is still the man whose dream and work created that building. And to me, it just gives me hope to be like, you know what? You can achieve some, something like this. You know, you might not be able to do this or you can, but just the fact that it's a reality, it's a big complex, there's a lot going on there. Uh, to me, that's still always my main reason I like to go just because I like to just like sit, sit in the presence of greatness and be like, man, this brother did it. Like you can do something like this, you know? So to me, that's the main the, the the main thing of course all the other stuff is ancillary but just to be in there and see it see the people working there seeing the other fans such as myself and we just get in there i'm just like man we so to me i was like i don't want to ever lose the fact that this dude put his money into this like he could have just had spinners or whatever bro you know whatever cats would spend their money on back in the day but he spent his money on this and i just always be like man okay yep keep working <laughs> so anyway that was my sort of great things uh that i liked uh chris you alluded to something when you were talking you're saying things outside of the uh, official events and i kind of wanted to go on to that too what were some of your uh uh highlights uh of outside events that you may have attended whether it be concerts or parties or whatever well I, there was quite a bit that uh, I actually attended, which is one of the reasons why I wasn't getting it until three o'clock in the morning. But, um, you know, I, it was really great to, I went and saw the LP show, which uh, for those who don't know, it's Eric Leeds and St. Paul Peterson. Uh, they have a jazz group that plays. Um, and I can't remember the name of the, the venue that they play that, but, you know, to kind of see a lot of these acts, that are playing in and around town, um, you know, that was one. And, and all of them are, are accessible. You know, Ingrid Chavez was doing, um, she had a event that she did down at Umbra with uh, Jerome Benton. Um, you had Jellybean Johnson, who had took over an entire night uh, down there at the Minneapolis Music Cafe, I think it's what it's called. And they had like tons of bands that were kind of rotating in and out playing print songs and they just had a back line and jelly bean was sitting in with pretty much everybody. And, you know, so you got to hang out with all those guys. And of course, uh, new power generation, that was an unbelievable show. Um, I, I still say to this, to this day, I, I know that NPG, as far as, you know, the whole, uh, you know, as far as that phase that happened in the nineties, I know that it, it it's supersedes, anything that he continually called new power generation going down the road, but that particular, you know, the symbol album and diamonds and pearls. Uh, I know that to a lot of people that was not their favorite era of Prince, 
But the reality of it is, is that I really felt like they just did a phenomenal job and they continue to do a phenomenal job of, of doing, um, paying a really uh, notable homage to Prince. Uh, just, I mean, they're doing the songs that you would expect them to do, like Sexy MF and Cream and things like that. But they are also, you know, are, are digging are digging pretty deep. I mean, not like insanely deep, but, you know, they're some of the set list, you know, Girls and Boys. And they had Tamar out there with them doing uh, Beautiful, Loved and Blessed. And uh, they were doing Johnny and uh, uh, Love That Will Be Done, uh, The Cross. And, and they have a, a great a great new song called Funkify. Uh, that I'm, I'm hoping gets you know gets out there in some some form or fashion because it's a really great funk song. But you know, sacrifice of Victor, cool. I mean, they they really kind of dug deep, and I think it's I think it's a real honorable homage to Prince. And so, if they happen to come through your town, you know, through their tour, I would highly suggest checking them out. That was a really really great show, um, and of course. You know, just just kind of going around and hanging out with people, and there's a bunch of different uh, events. Uh, Tamar, uh, Ashley Tamar, she was actually at uh, Electric Fetus doing a limited release of her uh, new EP. Uh, she's got a new EP that's called uh, what is it called? Oh, <laughs> if this is kind of give a little giveaway, the EP is called Not in the Vault, Volume One. And essentially what it is, is it's five songs that are on here, two of which were already pre-released, but she's got, there's three other ones um, that she, uh, well, I, I don't know how much she wants to divulge or not, but the title of the EP is Mock in the Vault, Volume 1. Hey, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. The estate ain't coming after me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I know that there was a bunch of songs that her and Prince had written together and that, um I know that he had actually specifically uh, written, you know, signed over rights to all that music over to her uh, before he passed. So I just think that she just doesn't want to tangle with all of it. Um, but anyways, I, I just think there was just so much going on externally that a lot of people actually come into town that don't even bother going to the celebration. They'll just go to all these different events that are happening all around and, and there's so many different things and so many limited releases. And from what I understand, you know, Aaron Frigo was telling me that she's going back up there in June for the, um, for the birthday celebration. And it's the amount of things that are going on around town up there during that time is just as insane as it is during the celebration. So I think that you really just kind of really have to sit down ahead of time as much as you possibly can to kind of, you know, document all the things that are happening because between the special performances by the different bands and the, the solo acts and artists, and on top of that, on, you know, all the different DJ parties that are going on, it's in dance parties that are happening. Gosh, it seems like in every single corner of Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, it's definitely worth your time for sure. Right. Without right. a doubt. All right. Kanisa, what's some of the standouts for you? Yeah, I only went to, I think, one thing. I went to see Love to the Nines with Tommy Barbarella. And that was another one where they definitely dug deep in the catalog. Like, they would do Crazy You or um, 
just like stuff from his first album from or other songs from For You, in addition to, of course, Love to the Nines and the stuff that he was around for as well. Um, it was kind of I was tired, I will say, because <laughs> it started at 11 and I was exhausted and it was kind of like a jazz lounge kind of feel. So I'm like, wow, if I wasn't so tired, this would be amazing. And it was still was amazing. But um, I, if they do that again, definitely go back because there's so much love there and the stories that Tommy shared about working with Prince. And then um, he took a lot of care with his songs as well that. I really appreciate it. And I I really like how I I co-sign the NPG shows because I was kind of disappointed when they came to Atlanta and it wasn't as full as I wanted it to be. But um, they do such a great job with the songs as they did um, Call My Name, uh, either at Soundcheck or during the show. And it was just like, oh, this is so good because they can cover a lot. They can basically cover his entire discog because they were doing the old school stuff when they were with him. And then they can go up to the end because NPG in some form was still around. So you really do get like a a deep dive into the catalog to hear more than the hits, which I really appreciate about really all of the side groups that they, they give um, respect to the entire catalog because they all had to learn all those songs while they were working with him. So um, yeah, so that was about the only thing that I did. I did mean to go to the, a couple of others uh, like purple playground did a benefit with their kids. Um, That was really cool I sent money instead (laughs) and um the different parties I'm not a party person I would prefer to go to shows but um there's definitely a lot to do and co-sign as well with June I just saw that there's going to be a boat cruise on Minnetonka or something that I saw come around recently so there'll definitely be a lot to do interesting and then it ends or you have to purify yourself anyway uh what did I do um Gosh, uh, I'm trying to remember. So, uh, shout out. Let me let me do this. Uh, I want to go back to my positives on the celebrations. I forgot one thing, and somebody mentioned them. The was it True Funk Soldiers. That's the cult. They they probably the coldest band in terms of like the Prince bands, in my opinion. Like they had the horns, Shelby J, Kip. I must. I don't know that the dude that plays guitar that's in that band with the goatee. Michael Herring. Okay, they call Mike, him Fish. Fit, that, that's that's my man. He was he's hardcore, man. Uh, that that band is crazy. Uh, and also because they got Chance Howard. That's just what I wanted to say. Chance Howard to me, hands down, was the illest cat I seen this whole weekend in terms of the performance. There's something about his voice to me, and just the way he gets down. I love Chance Howard. Like to me, like his just that grown man church. And every song he was just doing was that funky shit. I was like, God damn. I was like, this brother <laughs> is cold. I was loving So, yeah, I love me some Chance Howard. Pause. But I do, uh, that brother was putting it down. And also, shout out to him on his panel that they had. The Funk Soldiers was him, Kirk. I can't think of the young man who was up there with a horn player. I can't think of his name. But that was a great panel because he was telling some funny stories. Now, in terms of the outside events, um, I have to shout out... Um, I'm going to start with Rodney Fitzgerald, uh, Prince 360 Celebration, that whole crew. Uh, one, because they allowed us to do uh, our podcast thing there at Perkins uh, early Saturday morning. That was crazy, but it was super yeah, fun. Was fun. <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah. Uh, they turned Perkins in. I say they turned it into Glam Slam, too. Like It was a club. Like I ain't never seen nothing like that, where it was just like the music was blasting. They had 
Brother Jules DJing, people dancing through the aisles. And I mean, it was it was damn near a club. Like it was they, they turned it out. I was very impressed. It was a very good uh, event. We had a lot of fun with that. I also went to his party he had the day before. I can't think of the place where it was at, but it was like in the basement of the venue, which I thought was cool. It was downstairs. Uh, and they had uh, Linka Paris. I'm saying her name right? Yep. Was the DJ, DJ Linka Paris. Yep. Was the DJ. Great party. Uh, again, it was so funny because from where I was staying at, everything was just like a block away. So it was just walked over there. But they turned that out. Had a great time with that. A lot of great conversations there. Um, also, um, again, I was walking down the street and shout out to one of my listeners, James. Uh, he was staying at the same place. We were walking down the street and I started seeing some people that I recognized from Facebook going into this place. I was like, well, what is this? And I'm like, oh, this is the uh, Alfonso Star Party. I was like, oh, okay. I, I heard about this. Uh, let me say, walked in packed out that dude Alfonso star you might have seen him on Facebook at the Mohawk that dude know how to put on a show like I was like sitting back I mean he he had the dancers up there and everybody was I was like this is like a whole other show like it was a party but I mean they had you jammed like it was complete complete with costume changes yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I had to tip my hat to the brother man I had a ball there it was great you know I had a great great time a lot of people was in there, it was so, but it was fun, man. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And then after that, we walked down the street to Gluck's, uh, to the Paisley Five and Dime party. Had a great time over there, as usual. I mean, it was all of the stuff was just all going at the same time, you know, walking down the street here, going up here. Great. To, so a shout out to those guys had these great parties. Uh, and like I said, to me, it was just great because all of the other fans are there some of your purple family that you, you may have saw them last year or you may have been on social media and just everyone was there and everyone was mad cool. Um, so I, I love that. That type of stuff to me is just great. And again, they just playing nothing but Prince music all night blasting in the club. Like, come on, it was great. Um, what else? Uh, I'm just trying to think other events that I went to. Uh, you know, I, there was a lot I didn't get to see. Cause it's hard to kind of go to everything, but uh, those are the ones I personally went to, but I know that they had, again, there were different things at Perkins there's electric fetus. I know there was something going on with uh, a couple of the girls from uh, third eye girl. Yeah. Shelby. Yeah. Shelby J's concert. They had um, Shelby J's. Concert. She was playing and she had, yeah, uh, pretty much all of third eye girl was there. Ida was there and mm-hmm. um, Hannah was there and Donna was there. And um, it was, yeah, it was supposedly it was, amazing yeah it yeah. was amazing but I was, I, I was already broke at that point so <laughs> <laughs> and they, they also had i think donna had some sort of meet and greet thing at the electric feeders i've seen people taking pictures with them there maybe they were just mm-hmm. there but yeah uh, on that friday mm-hmm. okay yeah so i mean uh, again and i agree with chris there were a lot of people that i met that were just there for the other events not the actual celebration and they had a ball uh so you could do that too like i think the first year that's what i did i was like I ain't paying it. Da, da, da. I'm just going in here and parking lot pimping and go to this party, that party, and have a ball. Have a ball. So uh it was great. So so all of that stuff was good. Um before we get into some things that we may want to see improve or change, wanted to have a discussion on the armory. Prince in the big screen. 
Now, I believe all of us went to the one last year uh, that was at the huge yep. arena, arena there. So I'm very curious, what were your thoughts on this year's prints on the big, big, big screen? I'm going to start with uh, Kanisa. Yeah, so I was really excited about that because it was so well done last year. And this year it was going and I was like, okay, okay, we're all excited. We're up on our feet. We're watching. And I was like, wait. The next song is extraordinary, isn't it? And it's extraordinary. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be the same show. And that was disappointing, to be honest. But I did notice that they had more footage of Prince in this version versus last year where they would cut away to the band a lot. But um, even though it's the same as last year, it was interesting because it was way more emotional for me this year. Um, Because I was like, I think it got to like a door and then I was just like done for the rest of the show. So I just tried to like record it or something for or Twitter or whatever. But um, yeah, it was disappointing. And I know like Kirk talked about that in our um, panel for celebration. He was like, well, it's supposed to be like a tour. When you go on tour, you play a similar show every time. And I'm like, but yeah, but could we have something different, a different show? Like I, I understand it makes sense to do the later eras because they cover so much of the time and the better, um, uh, quality video and stuff like that but at the same time it's like this is a time for everyone to who may not be as deeply invested in Prince to see him do his work and it would be a good idea to kind of give more variety in that portrayal of who or what he represented and of his music that's interesting so he said that it would be like if they were on tour and it would be the same show on tour yeah, I mean, the way he said it, he said it you, to expect, you know, the same show every year. But I guess if more of us say, hey, can you not, then maybe they will reconsider. <laughs> but I would have been, no, I wouldn't, have, I probably wouldn't have said that in an open form. But like, but the tour, the, the last tour date was a year ago. <laughs> you can't have the yeah. same show. <laughs> but anyway, I see what you're saying. Well, I, let me jump in real quick. Uh, to me, the, the, the actual show itself is a fantastic show. Like, the, the, True Funk Soldiers working along with what you're seeing on the screen, they do a fabulous job. Like, hands down. Uh, I was impressed last year. I'm still impressed by the presentation of it. I think it's really good. The only thing I would say, as you said, to me, it felt like the same show. I know there were slight little changes. I don't know. I don't think Renato was with them last time. No. So that would, obviously, when they spotlight him, that was a little different. But it felt like the same show. And I just feel like if you are, to me, it's, it's hardcore Prince fans that are coming to this. Even moderately Prince fans that are hometown are coming to this. That probably came last year. Uh, I just feel like you need to, it needs to not be the same. It needs to not feel like the same show. Just as if you went to go see Prince during any of those concerts that they showed on that screen. I always thought that he always was saying, you never know what you're going to get when you come to the show. Sometimes we'll do these songs. Sometimes we'll flip it and do that song. So I think if you're going to take the same mentality and mindset that Prince had, even during those concerts, that if you went night after night, it would not feel like the same thing all the time. Even more so if I saw you a year ago and then 300 and some odd days later, I feel like you just did the same show you did a year ago that ain't it like come on now stop it uh, for as much money as we are paying to come to this whole event 
I just feel like y'all can y'all y'all are very capable of doing more. Obviously, is super talented, so they could have done something a little different. That's just my constructive sort of you know like criticism of that. Uh, you know, to me, it's like if you keep the same band, if it has to be the same format, it's okay to me if they were to. They don't necessarily have to be the people that's in the video. Like maybe they just go to a different time frame of Prince and they somehow play along with that or or let the video speak for itself. But I'm just to me like uh, it shouldn't feel like it's the same thing. Now, if they said if they were actually on tour, I can understand that. Like, OK, they've been on the road with this. They've been on the road. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of like I don't understand. I don't get that, but but uh, that was my takeaway. But again, the Armory, that was my first time being in there. Fabulous. I thought that place, it was incredible. Like, I was like, wow, this is this place is dope. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and, um, well, I mean, Chris, go ahead. For me, yeah. well, I, I, for me, I mean, what I, I knew it was going to be the, the same show from last year. I, I saw all kinds of signals for that, and I just – I. I knew it was that's what it was going to be. I thought that they may do something a little bit differently because, you know, of the historical factor for the Armory. I mean, the Armory was where Prince shot 1999 Little Red Corvette and automatic videos. So there was that historical component to that. And I, you know, so I definitely wanted to see that venue as a result of that more than anything else. Um, however, yeah, I was very, very disappointed that, it was the same show. You know, when you look at the celebration, when the funk soldiers, they were called true funk soldiers last year. They're just called funk soldiers this year. Um, they, they proved that they could do that whole entire synchronization because they were doing new synchronizations along with videos to Chelsea Rogers and Madhouse. And I mean, so it, it, it's not like it was something that was outside of their capabilities. I just think that there are certain things that, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you playing along with videos that has Prince singing there. And I know that he's not singing. I I'm okay with that. I think it kind of takes away from it, but uh, on the same note, you know, I, I, I have to be in agreement with you guys that it was very kind of disappointing with the amount of money that you spend, uh, to kind of go to these events and, um, witness the show. And it's, um, you know, I, it was great because I got to meet some people. I got to meet the the guy that runs uh, the YouTube Prince's friend. I got to meet him. Uh, I got to meet Taika. I got to meet uh, so there's a bunch of people that you get to meet because everybody kind of joins in uh, in into that one central location. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of yeah I I can't say that I'm not disappointed with the fact that it was the same show from last year, and I think that was my main. I said this on when I did uh, my celebration recap uh, earlier in the week, I, I, had, I said one of the things that was kind of a little bit um, wearing on me was that all the concert screenings that they did throughout the celebration uh, and also here are, are all the hits. And, you know, when you're doing the concert screenings in the celebration for these hardcore Prince fans, and it's the same songs over and over and over again. We're hearing Kiss, so we're hearing 1999, we're hearing Let's Go Crazy, we're hearing When Doves Cry, we're hearing all these songs repeatedly over and over and over again when we're talking about a man that has a library of 
hits that they could not necessarily hits, but library of music they can choose from thousands and thousands of songs. And it's just, you're, you're hearing the same three dozen you know, repeatedly throughout these concert screenings that they're, that they're selecting. Um, I just think that they should dig a little bit deeper and because it just gets very, very repetitive to me. And, and that is kind of like an exclamation point when you go out to the armory to see these big things and, it's, I mean, I get it because it's a much bigger audience. It's not the celebration folk. However, uh, it's, uh, it still just gets to wear thin a little bit after a while. Yeah. And, um, and, and then, uh, after, so, and then after that for the VIPs, they had like a little, uh, I guess dance party thing upstairs and that was cool. I was thought they was going to maybe do a little something that it, it was about just as much as their party as some of the other outside parties were. It was about, you know, uh, it wasn't as live as Alfonso Star's party, but, uh, <laughs> but but it was cool. Again, it was a nice place. So, you know, I went up there, checked it out, had a little drink, blah, 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 and, and dipped out. But uh, yeah, I just think that in terms of for the celebration attendees and specifically, you know, if, if you know, VIP, which I was able to try this time, uh, y'all can do, Put a little bit more. Put a little more respect on a on a VIP ticket. <laughs> I'm saying, like, give them a little bit more. The dance party thing was cool, but maybe they could have had like um, the dance party, but come with a free drink or here's a T-shirt or or some sort of thing that you know. You Can I just say Go ahead. Last year, for that party? Oh, Go ahead. For that party, like I literally only did like a walkthrough to see if there was free stuff. Because <laughs> I was like, I mean, we already have parties. Like, that's not. I mean, if we're going to do a party, I felt like it should have been open to everyone because that's kind of seems like something that's missing. But um, because there are so many other parties and because the other parties also have guests just like that one did, it's not it's not I wouldn't say exclusive enough, but it's not different enough from what we can already have at a normal Prince gathering. Yeah, there wasn't aside from it being at that place, which I thought was great. It was, it was just a cool party. But go ahead, Chris. No, I mean, what I was going to say was that, you know, last year, from what I understand, they, they they just gave a lot more to the VIPs in that. I mean, obviously, the VIPs got a much better level of food than the general admission. I I, I can understand why they make those decisions sometimes, but uh, the, the, the food that the general admission people were getting was just atrocious. I mean, grilled cheese sandwiches, and it was just not – it was <laughs> – it was like a fire festival type Hilarious. of menu. You say like a fire. Come on, now. they didn't do it. They didn't do it like that. But but they also but last year last year the VIPs actually got an opportunity to actually meet uh, a lot of the acts. They actually got to be able to go back you know backstage and actually hang out and actually get break out their phones to get individual photo opportunities with mm-hmm. with individual artists. They got the uh, the limited edition uh, paintings or whatever, or the the photos from Steve Park last year. I mean, I think they did a lot for the VIP, but I think this year was not whatever the differences were that I heard of were didn't seem like it warranted that in, that increase in price. Well, I mean, um, I don't remember because like I got VIP last year, and it, I guess it depends on the track because for us we uh, we had a different tent for a meal time that was behind the stage. But, um, and sometimes you could, 
or the ex would go back there. You can get pictures of them. But my track, they didn't come back there. I think maybe in track one they did. But yeah, we did get like a print Steve Park did of like the symbol and had all the song titles in it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then, of course, you get to go into Studio B and get the picture, which I think everyone should be able to do also, just because if you spend all that money, it's weird that you don't get a picture inside Paisley Park somewhere. But um, yeah, but like between last year and this year, I still feel like it's not quite enough but um i, I would going, agree with you i mean they, he was paying an extra basically another 500 something dollars right like a, yeah yeah i mean the food was delicious but it ain't this year yeah but um that i feel like maybe it goes to the food <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying that, it didn't give you that much food now but and let me say this i don't really like let me be careful that's not the type of food that i normally would eat but mm-hmm. I would say, like, I, you know, in terms of what we ate this time, it, I felt like I got a full plate or I was like, this is good stuff here compared to last time. I think where I just had maybe a slice of pizza I bought or something like that. So yeah. I, I think the food was good. I, I don't think that, you know, you're not paying $500 for, for all that food. There's other stuff. I, I would kind of question the the VIP a little bit versus just a normal experience. Do you get to sit in a little closer section? Yeah, but I can. To me, it also felt like there was a noticeably not as many seats mm-hmm. uh, this time either. So I don't know, you know, if it's sometimes worth that. But I don't know. I think that there can be some improvements. And again, the the going into the studio and just listening to it, I I did very much enjoy that. I don't know if the general got to do that, but uh, well, at, well, this takes us into sort of. I think we're kind of getting into the kind of what can we see different done differently for Paisley Park type of conversation uh, type of thing as well. And I know there's probably a lot to say on this. So let me just say this off the top. I really appreciate that they are doing the celebration. But I will say, I think for next year, I think they need to just sort of wipe the slate and go a whole different direction. I need to see like when Prince went from, you know, Sign of Times and it was about to go into the black album, whatever, and just say, wipe the slate. I'm going love sexy and change it up. I need to see that kind of change. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that band is done. We're going this way. New hairstyle, new clothing, new look, everything. I think that is what needs to be done with the celebration change. The last three years have sort of had the same sort of format, but I think it's time to switch it up uh, because I kind of knew what to expect this year. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. I remember this from last year. Da, da, da. You know, you go to the panel, then you watch the concert footage, and then you go to eat. You know, I don't think it should ever be where we expecting or we know sort of the format so much. For as much, to me, I think we're paying a premium price uh, to not only go there, but you got to remember, pe- people are paying to fly out, you know, place to stay while they're out there. Some people are renting cars. So it's a it's an investment for a fan, you know, to come out there. And I think that uh, at this point, you know, it's not as if they don't have the content. And, you know, I would imagine they've got people that's their job is to how do we make this uh, experience great for people? I think it's time to switch it, switch it up, you know, and do something totally different. Um, that's my initial sort of thoughts. Uh, Chris, what do you think can be improved? What would you like to see uh, for Celebration? Well, I think that, you know, again, considering who your audience is, 
is and paying attention to who your audience is, is, is really important. These people that are paying 500 plus dollars plus on top of that, their travel expenses plus on top of that, their hotel expenses and everything they're going to need to survive. These are not your fair weather fans. They like to hear the hits just like everybody else, but I think you really need to dig deeper. I think you need to make these concert screenings, these, you know, not just the concert screenings of the main shows that he's always had, but, you know, show us some of the, the footage from, you know, these insane after parties, you know, where you know, it's, you're really a, a deep dive look into, in, you know, into Prince and, and some of his, because whenever he did the after parties, those, I don't know how many after parties you guys have been to, but I've been to tons of them and they're just so different from the regular shows. They dig way, way deeper into, uh, into his library. And on top of that, you never know who's going to come out. You know, it could be, you know, anybody could come out. Kendrick Lamar could come out and just, it's, it's insane. The amount of things that they can do. I think from a band perspective, I think they've kind of tapped that well. Um, I would agree with that. I, I think that something different would need to be more along the lines of something that's more of a music festival. You know, bring out a Janelle Monet, bring out, you know, somebody, bring out these people that have tons of stories to share that you have not talked to before in that, you know, on that level. Um, because there, I think there's so many stories from, from places that you're not even really totally considering um, that everybody there would appreciate. I mean, we all appreciate the Prince music, but there's, you know, all of those artists or those types of artists that Prince has touched their lives all can, can craft a show in homage of Prince to do something that everybody that attends is going to be in appreciation of. Um, so I, I think that they're being kind of uh, a little bit narrowly focused as to when they choose their audiences or choose their, their acts and I, I just feel like they've probably run out. I think they've, they've hit on everything that, I mean, cause to me, the revolution was, was great, but they've been touring actively touring for two years. You know, they, they even said it in the thing, they, they are done 70 shows all around the United States and overseas, you know, so a lot of those people there had already seen the revolution. I have, I think you have too. Um, so I, I think that, they just got to really be careful about the, the acts that they're selecting. Uh, dig a little bit deeper with some of the concert screenings because that would be, I mean, that would be well worth it. I would love to see some of those shows where, you know, uh, there's just, they just dig deeper into the library. And that's, I, I, I'm sounding like a broken record, but that is like my biggest issue is not going there and hearing the same three dozen songs repeatedly over and over and over again. Um, and I, I just kind of think that's where it's at. But yeah, I, I do believe they need to do something totally different, maybe totally change the entire structure of it. Um, but I, I'm just not totally clear as to what that looks like. But I mean, those are the two suggestions that you and I had talked about at the celebration as well. Yeah. But uh, that's that's kind of my, my two cents. And, and yeah, and before I go to Kanisa, I mean, it's I think it was an opportunity actually to um, play, because uh, remember we walked in, and you know they have the projection screen, and you know the first thing they had up there was all oh, the new Prince release coming, the originals, right? I was like, well, and we, and, you know, that news had just dropped as it as the thing started, but I was like, this would have been a great opportunity to actually play that for us. Like, w we can't record it. Uh, you're not giving it to us. 
Why? And we we paid yeah. like five hundred to a thousand dollars to be here. We're Prince fans. Play that for us, because all we're gonna do is walk out of there and tweet and all this. Oh, they just played that. That was great. You got to buy. It. I mean, we would be your walking, talking things. But why not? Like sh- those would be the exclusive things that you would share for us. I, you know, I kind of think of when I think of like a Comic Con or when you go to those types of events, and they'll show you here is you know the the trailer that we're not going to release to the public but it's just for you guys or you know i mean here's that footage that's only for those who came here you guys took an effort to come here spend a lot of money this is exclusive thing and i think they could kind of do some of that type of stuff when they have these releases and maybe work more more in conjunction with warner brothers or sony whoever's doing something and say hey these are the people that they're gonna buy this stuff off the rip they're gonna be our biggest supporters on this if anyone deserves to hear or see this stuff early, it's them. Or, you know, we put together a reel of this. Maybe they showed uh, sort of how they came to decide on those songs. Or, you know, maybe they're not going to put that out to the public, but they would put that for us. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. This is why I say they got to rethink it. Like, it don't just have to be, oh, here's, you know, such and such. He worked with Prince that time. And that's cool. But give us something that's like you can't get somewhere else. Something that you can't get on somebody else's podcast, right? Something that's exclusive to us flying out to be in this. So I thought that was one of the things that, you know, that they could do. Just like what you were saying with the footage of the concerts and stuff. Of course, yeah. All the stuff is filmed, we know. All the rehearsals and stuff. You could show us some of that. <laughs> like, it ain't got to be. I don't, I'm not tripping off the quality of it either. If I can hear it and see it, then we're good. You know, um, but Kanisa, uh, what's some of your thoughts? Yeah, so this is my third celebration post Duck Out, and I have to say, my the first one was the best of the three because they were much better about covering his whole discography. Like the the shows that we got, we got a uh, '85 Easter show, we got new tour show, and then I think there's like a 2011. But basically, there was there's a show from every decade for the screenings. And then um, it, I don't know if it's just because of the emotion of the first year just made it stand out. But for me, I feel like that one was probably the most well done. But we were actually looking at the Graceland website to see how they do Elvis Weeks. And I mean, they have the model. <laughs> I mean, because the, what they do for that, um, they have different price levels, like from 160 to like 1500 for however you much you want to invest. It's a week long. They have different um, shows in the soundstage there. They have panels from people who worked for them. If you want to just go see the shows, you can get a ticket for that for like 160. You can get tickets for individual events. Because I think the problem is that the people who go to Celebration have to have money. (laughs) Like everyone's saying, like, what about the younger generation who doesn't have money like that? Like I'm lucky to where I'm into a where I'm at a place where I can afford this. But if you're trying to pull in younger fans, it's really cost prohibitive for them to be able to go to celebration. So there's got to be a way to, you know, bring them in so they can learn and participate too. But I think um, I it's interesting how they're doing the Prince celebration, especially looking at how comprehensive the Elvis weeks are and how many events they have for that. Of course, they've been established much longer as a, I guess, brand, quote, unquote, and doing things around him, but it's the same company. So it's just like, maybe just do some similar things there. It, it's it's literally dozens of events all week, and it's at different price points that everyone can participate in. 
and enjoy. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't know they had a Elvis thing. <laughs> that they- oh, yeah. They have like all kinds of events. It's like at Elvis week, they got stuff for like packages for Girl Scouts. They've got like Father's wow. Day week. It's it's very, it's a lot. Hmm. They even do the Elvis live in concert like they do um, for Prince really? on the big screen too. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot that can be done. And I'm not saying this to shit on, you know, what they're doing so far, but I just feel like, you know, it's now time to up to Annie, you know, and that, and I just say look at Prince as an example. He didn't rest on his laurels. He didn't just do the same thing over and over. Even if it was going to be another greatest hit show, he would make sure like, okay, well, we're going to do it this way. Or, you know what I mean? It, was just, it wasn't just the same thing over and over again. Um, and I feel like if this is to honor him, then it can't be the same thing. We have to, you know, there's so much to this guy to explore, to celebrate, to learn from uh, that, you know, they can they can do that. Um, maybe even just like having some themes for the actual celebration. You know, like when he had his celebration, there were certain themes to it. You know, it was the Rainbow Children one. It was focused on that type of stuff. Oh, oh, can I just yeah, throw in? Mm-hmm. First year, the first show was a surprise, and it was um, Funkadelic. It was George Clinton. So it was like, again, first year. <laughs> right was good because they they brought outside people they had the npg and revolution there they um they covered the screenings was one forever decade the panels were also really good and like the thing that i was saying also um because you have pr and alumni who's going around the world doing their events and having the opportunity to talk to people who work with them it's like you guys were saying it has to be something that's exclusive only pacey park can do because there's so much that we can get about prince outside of pacey Mm -hmm. park and I was looking at, because, you know, Michael Jackson, I, I keep, I'm thinking of all the other people who do similar things, but Michael Jackson has a MJ in the studio thing where one of the studio engineers, again, travels around the world and he hosts mm-hmm. um, studio sessions of fans. It's like a 15, 20 people and they get in and dissect the songs. They get the layers. You hear the isolated what? vocals. You say, here's I how never, it, it's built. And it's like $250. I'm going to go to the one in Atlanta um, later this year to see what it's like. But wow. that would be amazing for Prince. And it would be so easy to do at Paisley Park as um, part of Celebration or outside of it, or even at um, uh, the studios that he worked with in LA so or in New York. But those are the types of things that we're looking for, especially if people are going to spend money because we will spend our money. So just make it worth it. Yo, I never heard about that Michael Jackson thing. That's kind of blowing my mind. Yeah. Who was the, do you know who the engineer was? Uh, I'll send it to you. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see something like, don't let her ever have something like that. That would be ridiculous. Oh, we're going to have Susan or this person there and we're going to have to pull the track. Ah, please. That's sell out in a minute. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely there is some room for improvement. Uh, Let me ask you this. Did you guys have a good time though? Kenise. Of course, and I will always go back, even if I complain. <laughs> All right, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had a good time. I, I'm in the car now, so you sound fine. The sound is probably so much. You sound fine. Oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, it is pouring down rain too. Um, yeah, I had a great time. I mean, it was, but it was a combination of everything that the celebration was doing, and also that external stuff. So, mm-hmm. I. Um, yeah, I, I did have a good time. So it, it, there's still that. When I don't have a good time, that's when there'll be problems. Are, are you going? Are you going <laughs> next year? Do you plan on going next year? 
it's really going to be dependent on um, it's really going to be dependent on what they plan to do. I'm not going to go through the same thing again and again. I just won't. I may go to Minneapolis just to kind of take everything in and do all those external things um, because I still have yet to kind of tour Minneapolis and kind of look at all the different, you know, all of his houses and mm. places he's been and, and that I still have yet to do that. Um, so maybe that's what I do next year. If I don't see something that is drastically different from what they've done with these first three celebrations. All right. And Kanisa, you say you definitely go on next year. Yeah. If only to report, cause I just feel like it's my job now to take the notes for everybody. So <laughs> I, I will continue to go. All right. Uh, I will go, I will say this. I will definitely go in some capacity, uh, whether or not it's the celebration official thing or, you know, just hanging around and, and checking things out definitely would do that. But uh, I like, but again, this I think there's like something to be said to go to Minneapolis and there's all these Prince fans from all over the world there. Uh, you can't help but not have a good time to me. Like, cause there's just all these, uh, these parties and events going on and everybody's just mad cool. Um, it's probably the one for me, it's the one time where you will see different walks of life, different people, ages, races or whatever. That sometimes, probably if you saw them in just in a normal capacity, you might not even have said nothing to that person. But because we sort of have this very shared experience and love for this thing, you know, the the the, the shields are down, you know, the mm-hmm. and everybody is like, hey, hi, are you okay? Oh, how you doing? Nice to meet you. you know, it was, I mean, people you just meeting uh, and just having a good time with that. I really enjoy that. Like there's not too many opportunities where you get that. And that's a beautiful thing. Like some, mm-hmm. sometimes I find we miss that about Prince. It's like it definitely brings people from many different walks of life. Um, because of course there's international crowd there. Uh, you know, uh, all ages was in there from old, you know, I consider myself old from older people to younger people, all different uh, ethnicities, backgrounds. So to me, nothing, if nothing else, that was just fun and great. And, you know, shout out to all the people that I, you know, there's a lot of people I got to meet. I took a lot of pictures. Um, and that's always dope, uh, you know, for, for, for us. And I hope I can speak for all of us, for us that, you know, sort of like uh, creators or content creators or, you know, out here doing our thing. It's always a kick. Uh, and I would say a humbling experience to meet people who listen or pay attention to what yeah. you're doing and to just come up and have a conversation or just, Hey, thank you. Or da da da. To me, I, that was, I'm so appreciative of that. Uh, yeah. That's so good. Yeah, crazy. But- this happened. That happened a lot more to me this year. I was like, wait, how do you know my name? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to echo that. Cause like, that's kind of why I always probably will go to celebration because the bubble of just love that's there, it, I've never seen anything like it besides at a Prince concert. But like, it's 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 like there's so much negativity that happens in the fandom outside of that. And you're so protected from that when you're there because from walking down the hall in the airport and you see someone with a Prince shirt and mm-hmm. you stop to talk to them or they say, hey, fam. <laughs> it's like I was, we grouped up, because uh, we flew Southwest, we grouped up in, um, in the waiting area on the way t- up there because we all had our Prince stuff on we all sat next to each other shared stories people who hadn't seen each other in 20 30 years were like hey i remember you from high school d'angela found a friend like that and i was like that's so nuts that you know this man brought us all together like this and it's kind of makes you wonder like why can't we just be like this normally outside of prince but um 
that is something that I really appreciate about going to celebration and being around that love, especially for the people who are like, I don't understand why you would do that in April or the time that he passed. It's because you're around people who get it and who will cry with you and who, who understand that. And, and it's, and it just feels better to be around so many different people who understand that versus, you know, like a June where it's happier. But because um, this year, because celebration was later and the 21st, it wasn't around the 21st. Like I had a hard time this year because I wasn't surrounded by that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess maybe eventually they'll move it to June, but I'm still going to make it a point to go up there on the 21st. It's like I just need to be around the energy in the either in the building or around other people who get it because if you're by yourself for that it can be tough okay okay and and there were people that i remember we were we were in the studio and they were doing the pictures thing and it was a young lady standing to the side and i said oh you're not gonna go take your picture she's like i'm not i'm not cool with this and i said you know i can respect what you're saying like i can get it but it wasn't you know sometimes if if you would had that conversation on social media it could have been a whole different oh you know spiral into uh, you know all the big talk and all this, but it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I respect that, no, no doubt. Yeah, but I'm gonna get my picture, but I, but I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Respect that. And then came back and, and sat down with her. And I saw a few people, even when I was, we were sitting down in the soundstage. And I don't know what the reasons were, but it's like they wasn't kind of having a good time or something. I was like, okay, well, you know, hey man, chill out. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna nudge you or nothing but i can see you you kind of having a moment that was cool you know to keep it a buck people was like oh man are you gonna go to such and such and i think kim barry's gonna be there blah blah it's like man that's my sister what are you talking about (laughs) ain't ain't no issues me and kim saw each other hugged up had our conversation kept it uh you know love do you do you okay i got you that's how Hey, you know, it was all good. There's no issues when, oh, I, what? I'm gonna run up onto. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. And I, yeah. and we ain't gonna allow that, <laughs> and and we ain't gonna have it. So it was all respect. It was all we here. This is why we we gotta remember why we're here, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying like we're here because we celebrating Prince. We're about we're about here for Prince. I ain't about here for me. Ain't about for you. We're here for some Prince stuff and that's what we keep it on that so it was it's just a good environment to me man like had a had a great time um and then again like i said also shout out to the city you know for hosting this and all the surrounding areas uh that put up with us no i'm not saying that but uh it was just it was some good stuff everybody's real nice and you go to these places oh you're here for the prince thing yeah okay yeah cool so minneapolis and all the different cities they they show a lot of love for having you know all the outsiders coming in there so I definitely expect that. One last thing I forgot to say that I want to see an improvement on is the seats, man. Y'all can space them seats out a little bit. I just feel like and I'm nitpicking, but it was kind of some times where the seats was just too close. <laughs> and you kind of want to relax a little bit. I was like, man, you, you know, sometimes you might be all up on you, kind of uncomfortable. They can space them seats out a little bit. It's gonna be, it'll be all right. Space them out a little bit. But uh, other than that, uh, good time. Chris, we're about to get out of here, sir. Where can people find Funkatopia online? Well, obviously, you can visit the website at Funkatopia.com, F-U-N-K-A-T-O-P-I-A. Uh, a lot of people uh, listen to the online radio station that runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Very heavy prints, obviously. It's called Funked Up. 
F-U-N-K-E-D-U-P, just like F'd up, but with an N instead of a C, um, one word. And um, you can download it for Apple and Android, and you can listen to the radio station 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's ASCAP licensed, so we're all legitimate. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been great. Oh, one of the things I forgot to mention is shout-out to uh, a couple things. Uh, shout-out to Jill Willis. She asked me to do the intro for New Power Generation yeah, at the yeah. fine line in Minneapolis. Yeah. That was really cool that they called me on stage. They were just like, get up on stage and introduce us. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and also, uh, shout out to Jesse Johnson because he's going to be making yet another appearance in D'Angelo's documentary that's uh, going to be released called Devil's Pie. The, uh, there's, he's got a documentary that kind of covers the whole gamut of you know Black Messiah and everything else that was going on during that period. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of cameos from Questlove and uh, Jesse Johnson, uh, pretty much the whole group. And yeah, that that new, uh, I guess, teaser kind of came out uh, a few days ago. So definitely shout out to D'Angelo and the crew. And uh, that's it, though. All, All right. All right. Uh, Kanisa, where can people find Muse to the Pharaoh? MuseToThePharaoh.com <laughs> um, for the podcast. Um, we have Darling Nisi is my Twitter and Darling Nisi Tumblr, where you can go and find detailed notes of VIP track two. All right, and you guys got some new, some new uh, gear coming out, merchandise, right? Oh now. yeah, yeah, we got a new logo by um, 1999, which I'm very excited about. And yeah, keep your eyes open for that gear. I'm doing a test run first, but okay. yeah. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get mine. We'll wear with pride, uh, but uh, yeah. Oh, so check it out. You can definitely find us at Podcast Juice. Dot net. That's where we are. Of course, you can find us on your favorite podcast uh, platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, I believe. Um, so, yeah, definitely search us out on that. Um, and shout out to all my people that I saw rocking their either uh, podcast on Prince T-shirts or hoodies in Minneapolis. I, that was that was dope. I was like, OK, I see y'all out here. It was repping. So shout out to all those people that I saw that. Shout out to just all of our listeners that we got to meet. Um, out there again there was such a blessing so many people came now I, I support you on patreon i was like what you know so he's like let me buy you a drink you know so we sit down and chop it up with people but definitely just want to let y'all know that we definitely appreciate y'all shout out to people that i met on the tour uh in my track group shout out to all of y'all y'all was dope made it such a great time Shout out to the people who gave me a ride <laughs> while I was out there uh, and put up with me and hang, hung out. I definitely appreciate that. Um, man, I trying to want to make sure I give shouts who I need to. But yeah, I don't have to go through all the names, but you guys know who you are. But just thank you so much. We definitely appreciate it. Um, as I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time.
Let's go. Mm-hmm.